Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, young and old, but hopefully not too old, welcome back to the Mission 300 podcast. Even if you are one of those people that's too old, you can still welcome to listen to it, but we appreciate you guys being here. My name is Jason. I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast, along with Brian, Caleb, David, and Tommy. Tommy, who is not with us in this episode, he's got some very important family things coming up, but that's not going to stop us from moving up and moving in. So before we get into the nitty gritty of it, um, let's make sure everybody's awake. Caleb, how are you doing today? Are you feeling it? Are you there? Oh yeah, ready to go. All right. David, you look you look bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. I know it's morning over there in Thailand, and it's way too early for you to be up as a teenager, but are you hanging in there? I feel great. It was so believable. I'm yeah, I believe you 100 percent And Brian, how many uh cups or pots of coffee have you had so far today? The bigger the cup, the less refills you have to have. That's a great point. That's that's just a mark of efficiency, I feel like. David, you're not quite at that level yet, I guess. Mm-mm. I'm not there yet. Someday. I guess your generation's more the seven energy drinks before lunch in the day. But anyways, we want to get into the good stuff. So what we're going to be doing in the next few episodes, we want to kind of frame this discussion around the idea of a father speaking to his son and lessons that we've learned from a good father. And we want to start to use, at least in this episode, Paul and Timothy as a reference point to get an idea of how this father-son relationship works, or at least is supposed to work according to how God has designed it to operate, how we as human beings are designed to function in that relationship. And I know a lot of people right off the bat have had some possibly bad examples of that growing up. Maybe your father wasn't around, maybe he was around and you wish he wasn't because when he was around, it wasn't that great. Maybe you had a great father and still do. But regardless of how bad or how good it was, there's always things we can learn um, and I guess maybe get a more biblical picture of because all of us as fathers are imperfect, even though we're doing our best. Caleb's probably going to be the closest when he does become a father at some point than the rest of us. But we all have flaws. We're all learning. And and so both from the the father side and the son side, we want to take a look at this relationship and the dynamic and kind of get an idea of how it's supposed to function because ultimately God is supposed to take the role of our father. And I mean, that's what Jesus said when he was here. That's what is communicated throughout the Bible. And so we need to start seeing God in that light. And so we kind of want to take a step in that direction starting in this episode and probably continue on for a few. We'll see how long-winded we get on it. But um, right off the top, what do you guys have for thoughts on this? Where are we going? Well, I think what we should do is, why don't we go ahead and read this this passage from 2 Timothy 2. And it's the the first seven verses. And I don't, I don't want you to read it in light of um, a theological point of view, because I know many people look at uh, Timothy as like, this is how you build a church. This is the leadership structure. And we've kind of extracted all these how-to points out of it. And I think we've actually missed some of this element, the, the more basic piece of this is a very personal letter to Timothy. So to kind of give a little background is Paul is in prison. He's a, this is really about his end. So this is one of his last letters. He's, he's coming to the finish line of passing on. And so Paul is encouraging Timothy. Um, Timothy's young. Timothy's dealing with 
all these people. He's dealing with the world around him. He's dealing with the pressures of his Christian life that with that is very antagonistic to the world around him. There's just, it seems like everything's against him. And he has to kind of hold true. And so Paul addresses him to kind of help keeping him move forward. And I thought it's interesting, you know, a lot of times you'll, you you got a big challenging point and someone, you know, they care about you and you'll say, Hey, I got this really hard project I got to do. And you'll hear this. Oh, you got this. You could do this. Oh, just do it, man. You, you got this, but it doesn't really help. It just basically means, um, I have no advice for you. Just go for it. Um, yeah. It basically is that nice, courteous thing. Like, I don't even know what to say. And um, I mean, I've never heard that really very often before from my friends, but I've been guilty of it. I've heard it quite a bit. (laughs) You'll figure it out. Okay. So, (laughs) right. And we've been guilty of doing that. And it's not that we don't think that you'll figure it out. It's not that we don't believe that you can go do this but we're not really maybe knowing how to give some tools along the way of here's what you're going to experience in that. And so like, like David said, you know, there's times he's about ready to do something. He's like, Oh, I got this hard project. I'm like, you'll figure it out. I'm only saying that because I've watched him figure everything out before. Now I don't know how to figure out what he's doing. I just know he'll figure out what he's doing because he does know how to figure, you know, if it's like a project or building something or it's like a coding or whatever he's working on, if it's in a field that I've watched him figure those things out before, I'm not lying to him, but it's not really helpful. It's just more of, I'm trying to give some encouragement without any real palatable help. But Timoth- Paul doesn't tell Timothy this. Paul doesn't tell Timothy like, oh yeah, this is just the way life is. Just keep going. It, he says something very different and he first addresses him as my son and something else you got to understand about this relationship is Timothy is not Paul's real son, but there seems to be this super close bond between his grandmother and mother. And we never hear about Timothy's father. So it's a very likely that Timothy's father is not in the picture at some point. So there's a grandmother, a mother and Timothy. And so Timothy is kind of like adopted in as someone so personal and connected to Paul. And Timothy has been with Paul since he was younger and he's like the youngest pastor and he's, you know, leader of the church churches that he started. So let's remove church life. Let's remove institution. Let's remove uh, anything technical. I just want you to hear Timothy is facing some very hard things in life. And here's how Paul addresses it. And he goes, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And then he goes on to tell him what to do with the words and and how to pass on what he's learned. And then in verse three, it says, you must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Just consider, it's like, listen, I'm going to prepare you for something, Timothy, you have to endure hardship. It's coming. It's not going away. I have nothing soft and syrupy to tell you of a way out of this. You will just have to endure the hardship. But then he gives them a picture. You know, like if someone says, yep, just suck it up. You, you, it's just going to get hard. Just hold on. 
There's no frame of reference. How long is it going to be? What's that going to feel like? What's my response to it? How do I do that? But Paul doesn't just leave them there. He gives them three characters to reference and to gain understanding from so he knows how to do his position. It says, no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he's not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer must be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. So I thought this was a brilliant response from a father to a son. It's like, son, you're going to have to endure hardship. I want you to consider a couple aspects, the soldier and his endurance and not being pulled away by the affairs of this life. I want you to consider the athlete that he can't win unless he competes according to the rules. And I want you to consider the the farmer, the hardworking farmer that must be first to partake of the crops. May God give you understanding in all these things. In other words, here's the frame of reference, Timothy, but it's going to take you and a relationship with God to start putting that together so you know how to build the tools and the framework for you to go forward in your life. And I just want to share that is that's probably one of the best pictures of a, a father advising a son that we see in scripture. Uh, it's kind of very similar to Solomon um, addressing his son in the Proverbs, my son, attend to the word. Like there's these these words spoken, but this gives you almost a very clear, clear perspective. And so I thought it might be good as we're going through this kind of next series of let's explore the what we can learn from the soldier. Let's explore what we can learn from the athlete. And let's explore what we can learn from the hardworking farmer, because these are metaphors in our life that we can understand those paradigms kind of like jesus talking parables he talked agrarian well it was because they understood agrarian now it didn't mean it exposed every secret because you could understand agrarian but there was something about that they could relate to the story to start extracting and i i think it's important that we have other stories to relate to. And I'll just leave this one side note. One thing that always made it hard for me to read Timothy is I never saw the relational dynamic between Paul and Timothy. I just saw it more of an instructional book of how to set up leadership inside of a church. And so because I wasn't building a church, I just kind of disregarded the book because it wasn't a frame of reference to me that I had a need of. But then when I understood it's Timothy's learning how to do life and, and the functionality within the role, and it could be applied to any aspect of your life. It had a whole different meaning and a different take that Timothy had a role to do, but Paul is infusing himself and helping him build understanding. But if you just notice, Paul isn't telling Timothy exactly what to understand. Like, or he isn't giving him the secret of the, right. the story. He's saying, you're now going to have to go dig out that understanding. So it's a part of you, which I think is very important. Do you think one of the helpful things about it is when we, when we look at it as a whole, you see those pillars that he gives him. So if you just look at verse one, it's be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. And that is an amazing cliche to all of us. That seems like the equivalent of you're going through something rough. You got it, buddy. I believe in you. You can do it with 
you know, with no help beyond that. But he actually goes on and he gives him these pillars of enduring hardship as a soldier and, and a sub point of that being don't be entangled with the affairs of this world. You're engaged in warfare. You have a, a different focus right now. So don't get caught up on all these things. If you're an athlete, you have to compete according to the rules or you don't get the prize. And then he goes on to talk about the farmer. So he gives him these pillars of reference, which are very different from each other and are probably applicable in different situations because he's he's got to operate as all three of them. He's got to operate as the soldier at times. Then he's got to operate as the athlete at times. Then he has to operate as the farmer at times and be the first one to partake of the crops. And so it's almost like instead of here, let me build your entire house for you. It's let me give you these pillars on which to operate from. Do you think that is kind of what we're missing today when we only have that little verse one? It's a nice bumper sticker that we can encourage people with, but we don't go into the details of all those other things. And we kind of miss how the father communicates then, because if we just take that verse one, that little cliche, that little Facebook or Twitter post verse then, well, yeah, that's how the father communicates. He just says, you can do it, champ, go get them. And we miss all of those pillars underneath. I agree. And I'm just going to add one little point, and then you guys kind of fill in. Is in the culture, being kind of Greek and Roman, what did they see every day, soldiers? What was the main income and, and supply of their life, farming? What was something the Greeks really put a high value on? Athletics. A lot of the, the Olympic Games and the competitions and the Greco-Roman uh, competitions. It was a frame of reference that could be looked around in the community. It wasn't like he had to go to a library to discover what an athlete was. It was, it was all around him that he could just go out and observe and extract those key points. And so I, I think, too that these can be translated into other areas of life for us to learn from. Well, I'm wondering if you guys think that's what's missing is we don't have the relatability of what does it look like for a father to be speaking to me today now? Because all that we've taken some, sometimes is the super overly generalized cliche of you can do it, champ. And there's not a, a point of reference of, you know what? You know what it's like to to be a farmer and to work in agriculture, or at least you've seen it. And here's here's how that works. Here's how a farmer works. You know what it's like to be a soldier, or you've seen soldiers your whole life, and you know they don't get caught up in all these little squabbles around here. They have to follow the orders of their superior, the one that enlisted them. So there's all these points of reference that really hit home. And I wonder if that's what we're missing today. When we look at how God as a father communicates to us, it's so general, it's so cliche that we don't understand or maybe just don't realize the specific pillars that he's given us to operate in. Do you think that most fathers today are really good at getting down with their children and giving them those pillars, those specific things to live by? Like, here's what you got to watch out for. Or are most fathers the kind that are sitting on the chair saying, Oh yeah, you need to do better in school. Cause your, your report card was a bit low this quarter. Yeah. It's almost like the more mentality is 
I mean, I'm not a father, so I can't get a little out of my place to talk, but it's it kind of seems like the more mentality is like teach about what they need right now and not like the main advice for future, you know? Like there's never those talks about, okay, look, when these happen, it's like it happens and here's my advice right now. And there's not the advice for the future of when it happens. You know what I mean? So, hey, you're having this problem with your math. Here's the answer. Two plus two equals four. As opposed to here's how you solve a math problem. And here's how math works. Yeah. Here's how to do the research. And here's how to do this and that and the other. And it's like uh, Paul is more focusing on a steady piece of advice versus things in the moment because he's not there you know i think too i definitely agree with that i think like just from my experience growing up with like friends who maybe didn't have the best dad or weren't as active in their life as maybe my dad and that's not like a comparison i'm trying to make like saying i'm better or anything but for the sake of the example it's just i think a lot of what i saw was that like like maybe the tendency today is that dads are just telling like i'm not saying this is a case across the board but dads are just telling their kids like what you're saying jason two plus two equals four and that's what it is in order to make sure like they get it right they don't mess up they stay safe like there's no like sense of like Paul said, be strong in the grace that is Christ Jesus. He didn't say be safe. Like he didn't say, make sure you don't make a mistake. He said, be strong. Like he's talking about an analogy of a soldier. Like being a soldier is not a safe thing to do. And I think like today, like maybe people are looking for, like, I'm not trying to like make it political, but like our, like education in the U S is just like, this is the answer. You are going to take a test. And you have to give the right answer. And for like that sense, it's like practical. But I think like that's kind of like transformed our lives in a lot of ways that maybe isn't the best because like not everything in life we have to like I'm cautious in saying this because obviously don't go out there and like do the wrong thing on purpose. But like not everything we have to do is like to make sure we get the right answer and get a hundred on the test. Because like really are you learning anything? Like you're just gathering information like when dads are just giving their kids or like, you know, we have, anybody can give you the right information. Like that's more like a teacher role. That's not a father role. What makes it a father role is when like, there's some sense of like guidance, but it's kind of like, you're like throwing your kid off the edge of the pool and like letting them obviously don't drown your kid, you know, bad analogy. But like, the point is like, there is a sense of like, okay, I'm going to put you on the right path, but you still have to walk on the path. And I think sometimes some people are missing that aspect because, you know, they want to be protective and everything. But I think there's some sense that there has to be some kind of danger or risk involved because if there's not, then you really don't learn anything. Like you just collect information and you use that information to get the right answer but that doesn't like teach you any skills. Like that only makes you like a more knowledgeable person. 
and then you can't go do anything when the time come calls for it because like you know paul is talking about being a soldier like a soldier has to go do something and you can have like you know the job of the general is to give the best information possible but he gives the order to the soldier and then the soldier has to go do it and it may not go the perfect way but you know i think if that makes sense like that aspect that we're missing of more than just giving the right information there has to be a charge to go do something and take a risk and then also the job of the father is to be there when that risk might not work out so well because like timothy has a confidence in paul probably that like if something goes wrong paul will be there to like either correct him or you know write him another letter or you know like and i think that's maybe something we're missing and i think like that is the role of a father and people can have that in your life even though it's not necessarily like your actual biological dad like i have people in my life who i would consider in a like not to make a christianese term but like a spiritual father role because i would listen to like the advice they would give and not just take it as information but take it as like a challenge to do something like just before we got on this podcast a small example but we were talking about sales and like brian gave me a great story of how he was doing sales and he wasn't telling me what to go do he was giving me an example of how he lived this out and then i took that and like obviously we just talked about it recently so i haven't done anything but i took it as a charge of like oh i can go do it this way and it's not like he didn't tell me what to go do he gave me an example of how he did it and then too i know okay i can go try that and if it doesn't work out well i can come back to brian and be like hey this really didn't work out the way i thought this and this happened but i know probably from his experience, he would have experienced something similar. So there's like that fallback and also the like challenge to go take a risk and step out into something that might be unfamiliar where we don't have all the information. Like Brian didn't tell me the, everything the person's going to say when I go try and like, quote unquote, sell them a product or whatever. And I think that's what we need more in our life and is missing. And I think that's what Paul is doing here is giving a charge and a challenge. Would you guys say then the the idea of there are lessons from the father as opposed to information or answers from the father that we're looking at? And that's maybe a big distinction. Would you guys agree with that? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I think there's there's sometimes you need like some information quick, but I think with Paul, I mean, keep in mind, he's in prison for the same thing like he's in prison for all these things that he believes and he's given he's given some relational things information to timothy in the books of like hey keep an eye on these things these, these are going to happen so here's some things i did to set that up but the real thing in this particular passage i see him dealing with is who timothy actually is so you could even get all those pieces right and still just like the pressure of it will still crush you. Like even if you had the everything perfect, there's going to be this pressure that will still come in and crush you. And it's like this was something way deeper. And I just thought it was interesting when he's building up who Timothy is, he doesn't really give him specifics. He gives him a general way to face the storm. You look that way, look into it because it's coming. 
now gain understanding in these areas? And so I thought it was interesting. Why would you, rather than just telling Timothy how to stand, why would you not, why would you give him something to reference that he has to go dig out the understanding on? And I thought that was something that is very profound and good fathers do that. You know, like you, you go by that wise man and you're like, Hey, how'd you do this? Well, son, you know, and they give you this, this story, but they don't actually answer the question. But when you go and really ponder the story later, it kind of answers the question, but it forces you to have to actually yeah. go do it. So why do you think Tim, why do you think they're doing that? Why do you think Paul's doing that with Timothy? And then the second question is, why have we lost that in our world? Like, like we've lost it and maybe it has to do with, we don't have apprenticeships anymore. We don't, we don't live amongst our kids anymore. We send them off somewhere. So we're, we're trying to just find our place. Why do you, what do you think has happened that we've lost that? And why can't we trust our kid with a truth to actually go dig it out? And why is that important in our life? A couple of things I think on that one and this might be more towards that second question is it's I I've come to, I'm kind of coming around to realizing that I think it's strange that culturally we have this, we don't have a very community minded or family minded way of living. You know, you raise your kids, you send them off to public school. So you you're sort of raising them. And then when they're 18, you kind of launch them out into the world on their own. Like, go move somewhere and start your own thing. And I think we lose that ongoing journey of the father. Your father's always present with you, and he's always teaching you lessons, even when you are over the age of 18. Like, I, I think we miss something in that to where we haven't really prepared our kids in the first place to go out into the world all on their own. And yet we're launching them out there, but that might be for another, another episode, another night when we're not even recording maybe because I don't want to get in trouble. But I think the, I think the critical thing there is that life is a changing journey. And I don't mean in a weird, um, what's, what's the word I want to use here. I don't mean in a weird new agey mystical way, like, you know, there's no truth and everything is relative. I don't mean that way, but I mean, Life is a journey and things change all the time. And the situation you faced five years ago might not be the same thing you face now, even though there's similarities. And so I think that's why Paul is instilling these lessons in Timothy and giving him a, a I guess, a, some kind of foundation to not just handle what's going on right now and in the next three months, but to handle what he'll face the rest of his life. Because if you go back at the end of chapter one, he actually kind of tells him like, hey, there's, you know, hold to the faith and here's what's going on. You know that everyone in Asia has turned away from me, specifically these people, but there's some good people around us too. And there are some people that are not ashamed of my chains that are still with me. And so he kind of paints this picture of, you've already heard that people have abandoned me and abandoned us. We have enemies out there but there are people that have our back. And so from that standpoint, operate as the good soldier, as the athlete, as the farmer and hold fast to the faith. And it reminded me of when I was a kid, actually, there's my parents ran a Christian school in town and there was, 
there was one morning that we had a family meeting and my dad sat us all down. He let us know that there were some people in the school, some parents and people in the community that were trying to shut it down. And they were leveling some accusations at my parents and at our family. And it was actually a really intense family meeting. My, my dad was actually in tears at one point because there's people that were coming after my family and trying to destroy the school, destroy our name. And he didn't go over, here's the person, here's what they said, and here's how we counteract that. What he did was he just laid it out and said, we're under attack and you are our kids. So they're going to be watching you and your leaders. And we've already, we've already raised you this way. Just remember to keep walking as leaders and walking godly and we'll be fine and we'll handle this. And that, and then that was it. And eventually the situation resolved itself. A lot of people came back and apologized, but I just remember that moment of there's really bad people out there. They're coming after us. Here's what we are. Here's the pillar of faith. We're holding on to it. We're leaders. We're athletes. We're soldiers. We're the farmers. So we're going to keep doing that. Now let's go have a day. And that was so empowering. And I, I remember holding to that and that coming back to my mind as I was going about my years growing up. So when specific things would arise, I'm a leader. I, I know what I am. I know who I represent. I know my family. And so I'm going to respond accordingly. I think we've lost that a lot today. One thing that this does remind me of, which we may have talked about this before, I'm not sure, but have you guys seen the movie Kingdom of Heaven with uh, Orlando Bloom? I think we've talked about this Obviously. before. Top five movies. It's yeah, a yeah. prerequisite for being on this podcast. Yeah. So I think... And like, listening to it, by about, the way. Yeah. yeah. I think um, like what you're talking about, Jason, and reading like what Paul's talking about, I think what most like young men are looking for today that's missing in the father aspect, um, like in the Kingdom of Heaven movie, like you should just go watch it. So I don't want to spoil anything, but really pay attention to the father and son dynamic in the movie. And at the beginning, the absence of that and how that changes. And I will say one scene. So this is a spoiler. So if you want to skip it over, you can and like come back to this later, but his, this, um, the main character's father, who's been absent most of his life, series of events leads up where he comes back into his life and he the main character's father ends up being on his deathbed and the last thing the father does um for his son is he makes him take the knight's oath and i won't like get into all the details of that but i think what's interesting and why like what we're talking about reminds me of of this is because i think like a lot of young men aren't looking for someone to like tell them the right thing to do necessarily but to rather to challenge them to like take a knight's oath metaphorically and i think like that's what paul is doing here you know saying be a good soldier like what your dad was doing jason was like listen there's like this fight going on and like you have to live a good life through it like be noble and and do the right thing and i think like that's the aspect of like a father that people are looking for because it's not saying like 
hey, here's the things you need to do. It's like, no, take this oath that I will be this person, not that I'll do these things. And I think like you even said that, Brian, like um, Paul is speaking to his identity. So I think like we, like, you know, people my age and from what I've seen, it's like people know the right information out. Like there's enough, not saying anything wrong with what we're doing. There's enough podcasts. There's enough YouTube videos. There's enough master classes that people don't need to hear another. And I'm not like, you know, there's a place for it, obviously. But most people maybe don't necessarily need to hear a teaching right now when they need to hear somebody tell them who they are. Like, I, I think the teaching aspect can come after it. And I think, like, go watch the movie. But I think, like, you see how, like, this father kind of get like gives this son an identity that he didn't even know he had and it changes the course of his life and like I, that's all i'll say because i really think you should go watch the movie and i think that's what we're looking for is because there's enough information out there that if it were to really affect us like it would have by now if we're still listening to it and it's not affecting us like information affects me i'm not saying it's bad it's it's good to learn from but what has deeply changed me as a person and like affected my personality today is having somebody who has said to me like and challenged me. And I understand not everybody has that in their life and you may have never experienced that. But I think, I think if you like seek it, it will find you that challenge and that, um call to something higher and so like if you're like well there's nobody in my life who would challenge me to take a knight's oath i wouldn't i would almost say this nearly like 100 percent confidently and i don't want to disappoint people but i think like if you truly put your whole heart into seeking like who am i and asking god that and i think people in your life will come along and actually challenge you to find out who you are but um i think like that'll reveal more about yourself than being like, oh, okay, how do I not get so angry all the time? Like that kind of like finding out the, oh, the best steps to do that. Maybe there's a place for that, but I don't think it's nearly as effective as like someone like telling you like, you know what, you are a patient man. And like, you know, and like challenging you to live up to what you are, even though you may not see yourself as that. And I think like if you can watch that and see it in the movie and then go read that chapter again and see how Tim or Paul is challenging Timothy. And I think you'll see how that's actually occurring. Being a dad and then having your son being on the same podcast is, um, I think sometimes we want to throw, we want to give advice because we want to be the the sage we want to be the wise one so if i can give you advice then it i think there's something that i hate to say it it kind of builds you up as a parent like i should know this right it's kind of like i should know this so here's what the answer is and i think in the case of you know like with david you know he he knows my faults he knows my all my, you know, the the goods, the bads, he, he knows that about me. And so it's like, it kind of in some way makes you almost as a, as a parent 
insecure to even offer advice because it's like, man, that's going to come back on me. Like if I, I could tell you to do this, but it's like, yeah, but you don't do it. Like it, you're, you're, you're not able to hide from the re the exposure, the moment you give the advice, right? It's kind of all right there. But then there's times he'll, he'll ask me questions and rather than giving advice, I think it becomes more genuine because I'm taking a truth of how I'm trying to put it together, but you can have that truth and it can do something in you. And it's, it's a part of me, but it's, it's not, not me. Does that make sense? Like Timothy is giving a truth that he's absorbed, that he's ab trying to give a frame of reference to Timothy but if Timothy goes and seeks the understanding of it, it will become Timothy's that will almost have a much deeper seated reality that Paul is trying to get across. But if he just gives the information, then he has to go give the information again. And I think we've been so sold on how do we, you know, all the quote unquote hacks to everything. Like, how do I lose weight faster? How do I get this stronger quicker? How do I do this? How do I do that? How do I do the quicker sale? How do I, you know, it's like, we always are looking for that hack to avoid the endurance of the hardness that needs to happen in order for you to actually understand it. There, there's like two parts that the, the father. So even I can make mistakes at doing things but there still can be a path that I could show if you go do this, this will prevent it. This can make you better. You know, like even my dad, I don't, if he's listening, I, I don't really remember all of his advice. I'll be honest with you. Some of it was humorous and I kind of just, I remember some, but it's like, you know, it one ear and out the other. Like I, it was more of just trying to stop something or it was kind of this quick, but when we worked on a car, and he was taking apart the motor or we we're going through that and there was a problem being that he's 34 years as a mechanic he had this it was so natural to him say well first we have to look and see is it the airway is it the is it you know is it the air like combustion is it the fuel is it the spark it's got to be one of these three main areas and then from there we're going to go and he could help break down that problem and it really went in it's so simplified a big problem in a mechanical thing, like where to begin that journey of looking. And I just thought that was really profound. I've taken that away. I've thought about that many times, like in so much in life, it could be just simplified. Let's get down to the simple basics of where the problem is. So we know how to diagnose the problem. And I didn't really realize, but it was in those moments, I kind of learned how to take on different things calmer in a problem because he showed me how to diagnose the problem. He didn't even know he was doing it, but he was teaching me something I had to go understand, but he was doing it because he so understood it, but he didn't tell me, he didn't tell me how to fix the car. He just kind of was like, okay, I just listened to him. Like the first thing we got to look at, we got to look at that. We got to look at that. Let's take a look at this. And so it kind of helped change things. So, hmm. so I'm, I'm kind of curious then, and this might be risky since you guys are in the same room, but David, from your perspective, since you're the youngest and having grown up, maybe you can kind of explain a bit the difference between when your dad's teaching you a lesson in that sense versus there are times where as kids, we just have questions and I don't want 
I don't want the story of how the man climbed the mountain and planted the tree and then came down and, and sue a field. I just want to know if this goes here, you know, there, there are times for that. So maybe you can kind of explain the difference between those or maybe the impact of those, or is it, has it always just been one or the other? Maybe you are the kind of kid that's like, you know what, dad, I'm trying to learn to tie my shoes and I would really appreciate a 20 minute dissertation on the origin of the shoelace and all that. Mm -hmm. I mean, wait, so like whether I like get straight answers or like advice you more? Think has, has it been, yeah, has it been more helpful for you growing to have these, okay, here's a lesson or here's something I can look back on as a foundation or a reference point? Or has it been more helpful to just have, you know what, my dad's here and he he knows things. So if I need an answer on something, I can just go to him, like a specific. So the general lessons versus the specific instructions. So knowing your dad a bit, he he does have that side of him where he's he gives the lessons and he gives the generalizations. Some fathers are less present and less invested, I guess. And so they're really just there for, well, come to me with your homework and I can help you solve the problem so you can go back to school, you know? But sometimes we need that too. But what have you found to be more helpful as you're growing and becoming an adult? I mean, I guess more of it is more just us talking and then things he's thinking about, I guess. But I guess... I kind of, there is a lot of times where it's like I have a question and then I get the answer. It's just simple like that. But I guess there is times where like uh like I like when I was running and then I had a really bad day and it's like there's good advice that came out of that. So there is both, I guess. I don't really know how to answer. Very what, well. what was the advice not being a runner to advise you on how to run? I guess he just knew how to deal with uh, someone that just got dealt a really bad hand. <laughs> and you just knew how to walk through that without trying to give advice in a way. And just calm down, I guess, kind of things like that. That might be part of the the fun part for us fathers navigating it all is, you know, if your kid comes to you with a question of, you know, does the Bible say this or where is this in the Bible? And they're really just looking for the answer. But we, we think, well, you know, instead of me giving you the answer and giving you the reference for what you're looking for, let me explain to you again how to use this search tool and how to use this concordance. And it's like, okay, well, I just I just want the answer, Dad. But there are times where that needs to be built in on here's how you study the word of God. And here's how you research things. Here's how you can look things up. I'm not a dad, so uh, I can't speak to that as well. But I think like from knowing what my dad wants from my life and looking at this passage with Paul and Timothy, I think the marker of success, like Brian, you were saying, like the guy who becomes an engineer and his dad was a janitor well i think that's a marker for success not because like 
heat the engineer is technically better than the janitor but it's because the truths that the janitor had and knew lead to that so i think like uh you know when you look at people and you know like their father was successful or was successful as a dad even if they weren't as technically successful in the world is because their son became something better than them and i think like in a in the sense that they succeeded well and were a good person and these different things that we have as markers for success but rather that they lived like a life like what you see in the movie kingdom of heaven it's like his father gave him these truths making him taking the knight's oath and it wasn't because he gave him all this advice of the right steps to it was like this is who you are now go act it out so i think like when you see that i'm not sure necessarily where i was going with that when you see that in people's lives like i think that's a good marker for success as a father and that's why i think like paul is being successful as a father to timothy because he's saying like you were saying, Brian, remember the athlete, remember the farmer, because he's saying, remember these truths that are a part of you and make up who you are. That's what got you to the place where you are today. That's got me to the place where I am today. All the little details almost don't matter as long as you have the truths. All the details and the things you do are byproducts of that. So make sure at your core you have the truth. And I think that's the marker for a successful father is that truth is instilled in his son. And I think that like more to go back is like, that's what young men are looking for is someone to instill truth in them by challenging them. Like, I think that's why people like Jordan Peterson are so influential and popular today because he says something like clean your room. And it's not because he's telling you to clean your room. It's because he's telling you there's a deeper truth there about like, discipline in your daily life and before you go out and try and do other things and i think that's what people are looking for and like like i would say like we could call jordan peterson a successful father because he is instilling truth in young men who listen to him not because he's like telling them to clean their room but because he's giving them an idea like paul is doing with timothy that they can make a part of them I think that's what people are and looking even, for too. Even that seems like a more of a a lesson of it's not instruction of clean your room because it's dirty. It's a lesson on you are a man of authority and here's the first kingdom you're starting with and you will rule it and you will rule it well. And to every man that that sinks deep because that reminds you of your true design. I think the thing that honestly makes me receive the best is when it's my own. Like if I learn it myself or I come to a conclusion on my own, like especially in, say, for example, like reading the Bible, if I'm at like a Bible study or I hear something, someone else say something really interesting, it's like, that's a cool idea. But then I personally read uh, like read it and figure it out myself even if it's like as good or worse of a conclusion it's like it's mine and so it like sticks better and I think about it more and it's more power to me 
I think something David just said is really profound and maybe it gives us some insight into Paul's addressing Timothy in a real powerful way is that Paul's about ready to die. So he's in prison. This is kind of his final letter. Timothy doesn't get to keep coming back to Paul. Paul, what do I do about this person? Paul, what do I get to do about this person? How do I handle this? How do I handle? That's going away. So Paul gives Timothy this reservoir that it becomes his. And like what David just said, I thought that was just really uniquely profound, is I want it to be mine. It doesn't mean you, everyone knows you're not originating this thing out of nothing. It's it's coming from something. But because you're chewing on it, because you're gaining understanding, the moment you have understanding of us of a thing, it's yours. It becomes part of your DNA. And it's like, that's what Paul's given him. It's like, I'm going to give you this well of water for you to tap into whenever you experience these things, understand them. And I, I think David just kind of brought a really good insight to how and maybe why Paul is talking to Timothy the way he does. Well, I guess I'll jump in here at the end. Uh, this is Tom. I hopped in a little bit late, but I... I've been kind of quietly listening to this conversation as it's gone on, and it's <clears throat> quite interesting. You already know all this anyways. Yeah, professional, you know, how it is. But I thought it was interesting what Caleb was saying about <clears throat> a son going farther than their father did. And I thought back to my own relationship with my father. Uh, my dad dropped out of college didn't want to continue uh, one class away and just gave it all up because he didn't want to do it. Um, but so he's kind of worked manual labor his whole life. Yet I've gone farther than he has, but it's still the truth that he's instilled in me from like a young age that has taken me to this farther point than he's gone. And I think it's really interesting because when I come back to him, I talk about completely different subjects, right? Like I talk about different things going on in work. Yet he can break it down into such simple things that it's like, oh, really? Is it that simple? <laughs> and it's quite an interesting like relationship that we have now because it's like I've gone farther than him. I've exceeded way beyond than he has in terms of career and positioning in life, but Yet when I come back to him, I still have that wealth of knowledge. And it's really the foundation, that core of like what we're talking about with the, the farmer, the athlete. Um, those core truths are always the same. And I was thinking also, too, with Brian, in kind of a weird way, being a coach is somewhat like a dad, is it not? I mean, I think of all the times where you would coach soccer and there's probably guys on the team that knew a lot more about soccer than you did, right? For sure, for sure. So it wasn't like you were there to give this wealth of knowledge on soccer that no one else had. But yet you could break it into other terms to make us to actually think about the subject but not thinking in soccer terms, which made it clear. So we're able to go do. And then also going back to, you would go on these long stories that would clear <laughs> things up. 
But then other times you would just say, just head the ball. It's that easy. Just do it. <laughs> and so there's, there's like a point where it's like during practice, you would go on and on. And in a game, it's nope, just do this. And there has to be a trust there where it's like, there's a point to like when a father shares a story, there's a point to that. And there's also a point to where it's like, you just need to do this now and you just do it. And so I thought that's really interesting as we're thinking about this and like the relationships that people have with like a father-like figure or a coach-like figure. It's very interesting. First of all, I resemble the remark that I go on and on. And um, <laughs> so here's my couple points that really stood out to me in coming to this is number one, what we're kind of all longing for. And I, I think the big answer to what we're talking about is we gain knowledge. We start understanding how to use the knowledge. Then we could take that, those truth concepts and communicate them in any avenue and that's what the Bible calls wisdom. So it's weird to say, oh, I'm becoming a wise sage. But it's interesting, the wiser the sage, the more he steps back and doesn't offer advice. He's not looking to promote himself. You, you, almost, you almost have to go drag it out of the wise person. You, you, it's not, uh, they're not just standing ready. To, hey, do you want my wisdom? You want to know what I know? It's, it's not... That's a whole different issue. That's something that that's separate. So that wisdom side that you could see in Paul is so profound and what we could gather from that. But also that learning, we we learn more if we have to go understand it. We've we just been kind of taught in our culture not to do that. We moved away from that because all of a sudden now you're going to get people to actually think. They're going to actually understand things. And if they can think and understand things, how do you... How do you get them just to do what you want them to do? I mean, really, that's the cultural issue that we're we're dealing with. If you could really think logically through most of the things that are presented, we wouldn't even buy into 90% of it. Or at least we'd have a good, we're going to challenge that, the basis of it. And so I believe that's that's so biblical, and it's an encouragement to fathers that if you are trying to be a father, have messed up as a father, they're not looking for all your advice. But if you can go to those core truths and let them become part of you, it will resonate in other, it'll overflow into other areas of life that different conversations take place. I think to hop on that as a final thought, like David, what you said um, about like, you know, the idea of being your own. I think like, even for myself, when I'm, when am I most proud of myself? Not in the prideful sense, but I think it's one like there's moments where there's things that my dad didn't ask me to do, but I was like, I know I should do this. And I do it of my own choice without me telling anyone. And I think that's when I'm like, okay, I really did succeed in this situation. And I think too, like that's what fathers are trying to instill. Like you were saying, Ryan, like that is essentially, I think, wisdom is like when there's a truth deeper in you that when the situation comes in, it's not like the knowledge that gets you to do the right thing. It's like the, the truth instills, instilled in you, moves you to do the right thing. And I think like to throw it back to the movie, like I've done constantly, but 
uh, King Baldwin in the movie. You can go watch it to find out who that is. But I think, you know, we were talking about like what makes a successful father and a successful son is like, at some point, the father's not going to be able to be there to tell the son everything to do. You see that in the movie. And I think the objective is at the end, was there enough truth instilled and wisdom instilled that when it came to like this moment of decision, you did the truthful and right thing. And King Baldwin says to the knight in the movie, he says, a king may move a man, a father may claim a son, but remember that even when those who move you be kings or men of power, your soul is in your keeping alone. When you stand before God, you cannot say, but I was told by others to do thus, or that virtue is not convenient at the time. This will not suffice. And I think that's what... Um, Paul is trying to get Timothy to become is someone who's not moved by anything except for the truth that's within him, that he's instilled in him. And I think that's what we see Paul doing and living out, like whether he's in chains, like he says later on in that chapter, it's like, um, my faith cannot be chained, even though I am chained. And I think that's like the objective of the father to instill in the son. And I think like what you were saying, David, in my own experience, that's when we feel most like a a man is when it's like this actually came of like our own like strength within us that was instilled within us it wasn't because like a father told us to do this exactly or that like a powerful man moved us to this it was our own responsibility and our own choice and that's how we know we're living by virtue because at the end that's what matters like in the king baldwin quote like virtue is not convenient that will not suffice and so do we have something within us that will suffice, that will lead us to do the right thing, no matter the situation? And I think that's the core of what Paul is trying to instill in Timothy, is that truth. The first thing I thought of when I read that passage was, wow, you can't do good things by bad motives because you have to play by the rules by an athlete. Mm. It doesn't pertain to this at all. But here's my nugget. Good point, though. Don't be a Robin Hood. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up with this. My my random uh, thought on that passage from Second Timothy is the the farmer gets to eat first. That's that's something maybe we should think about a little bit later on. But well, um, what I want to leave you guys with is is kind of a suggestion, I guess. Reexamine how you've assumed God as the Father communicates to you. If you think He's the distant dad up in the sky who may or may not drop hints to you from time to time on what you should do. And maybe you'll hear him. Maybe you won't. And maybe you'll disappoint him. If you're a born again, son of God, and that's what you think of him, then you've really misunderstood who he is and how he talks to you. He's instilled something in all of us and he will help draw it out. If we only listen to him and not our warped ideas or perspectives on how things are supposed to go. So consider what he says, and you'll have understanding in all areas of life. I've seen that to be true in my own life, and we can all give stories of that. So I want to give some encouragement in that. Just consider his words, and you'll get there. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. Till next time, keep the faith and stay in the fight.